0: I had a question for the group. Yep. When is it okay to get into a fight with your ophthalmologist? uh Go on.
1: Self-defense? Like if they pull a knife on mm. you? Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay.
0: I'm going to paint a scenario. And let me just say, I have an enormous amount of respect for our frontline workers. But I'm going to paint a scenario where I think <laughs> by the end of it, you will agree uh, that maybe I had some justification.
1: God, this is like if you... If you typed into like a machine learning AI computer, create a Russ Frushtick-led intro into the besties, it feels like this is what it would come
2: out. Yeah, you've gotten predictable in your old age.
0: Okay, so so let me set the stage. It is my birthday. On my birthday, I thought it'd be a good idea to go to the ophthalmologist.
3: Uh, okay, happy birthday. I get it. We didn't all say it on the episode last week.
0: Yeah. That's the whole point of this bit. Uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to go because I needed a refill on some eye drops, like a prescription eye drops thing. And my ophthalmologist previously had retired, so I needed a new one. And I really wanted—we've all been there—we've all been there. And I wanted one that was close by, so I found one on Zocdoc that was super close by. And maybe didn't have the best rating, but whatever. I just needed a prescription. I would show up for 10 minutes. I get need to know
1: the rating. Right. I need to know what is the acceptable rating for an eye toucher in the mm. time of COVID. Good question. Uh, 3.6 was the
0: rating. Unacceptable!
2: Unacceptable.
0: <laughs> Absolutely okay. not. But I was like, whatever. I'm just going to show up. Uh, she'll give me the prescription, whatever. It's fine. So I show up. Uh, I showed up at 10.45. The appointment was for 11. So I was going to fill out all the forms and everything. 11.45. The technician sees me. They're like, she'll be right in. Uh, She had a medical emergency, whatever. She'll be right in. 12.15. (laughs) Now, uh, 12.15 comes by. She still hasn't showed up. 12.30, still hasn't showed up. But they have brought me into the room, so they've dilated my eyes to the point where I can't leave. Great. It's worth noting that while I was waiting in the waiting room, I was reading all the ZocDoc reviews, and every single one was like, never shows up on time. You'll be waiting here for hours. Don't bother. Waste of time. Waste of time. Waste of time. Fine. So it's at this point. My eyes are dilated. I can't see anything. She comes in an hour and a half after my appointment was supposed to start. I'm wearing a mask. I am really not one to like go at someone. I get it. Things happen. I'm wearing a mask. I'm not really emoting, but maybe my eyes were showing some tension.
1: That's hard to tell, right? Yeah. They were
0: dilated. That's true. And she's saying all this. I'm sorry, crazy stuff that has since been reaffirmed by another ophthalmologist that I have mask related conjunctivitis and all sorts of like ridiculous things that no one of no other doctors have ever said. And at the end of it, she's like, "Okay, so I want you to come back in two weeks. And I said, uh, maybe not. (laughs) And she's like, why will you not come back in two weeks? And I said, well, to be honest, this has not been a great experience. And she's like, why do you think that? And I was like, well, you didn't show You didn't show up on time and you didn't call ahead to say that you were gonna be 90 minutes late. What's the story? And she's like, well, you know, all X, Y, and Z. I know you had this thing because of stress. You were saying that you had this thing because of stress. And I said, yeah, I had this thing because of stress. And she's like, no, you didn't. That's not what caused it. And I'm like, oh uh, yeah, it is. And she's like, how do you know it was stress? And I said, well, it happened the day after, I'm sorry to get political, Donald Trump got elected. I started feeling sick. And at this moment, the technician is in the back of the room and goes, whoop, and walks out of the room.
2: (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best box of the week. My (laughs) name... (laughs) (laughs)
1: We have script McElroy, and I'm not 100% sure what we're talking about today. <laughs> My name is Christopher Thomas Plant,
3: and I know the 13 Sentinels of the week.
0: JFK? My name is mm-hmm. Russ Frostick, and I don't know what 13
2: Sentinels is. <laughs> Welcome to what has to be the most confusing episode of the Besties <laughs> we have ever uh, done, uh, but we don't know what's happening, but it's going to be an exciting one. We're going to be talking about uh, the PlayStation Five. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Dark Pictures: Little Hope. We're going to be talking about um, uh, 13 Sentinels. Now, Chris, plan I assume uh, I understand is a special treat to us. You played the game uh, that we're talking wow. about this week. Wow! <laughs> not,
3: not not only did I play the game that we're talking about this week, I played both games that we were supposed Whoa, to be that's talking 100%. about this week. In somebody didn't play
1: the other game well we we all get to cash in i feel like you set a precedent yeah we all of get not to playing the uh-huh. games for two uh-huh. weeks straight yeah. Yeah. yeah you said this week griffin you get to have you said a
2: cool one which i assume <laughs> meant that i could just kind of chill on it okay. justin McRae though always putting in the work always putting in the effort i don't even need chris plant to describe these things that we're going to be talking about because this is such a jam-packed show we're going to take a break and then we're going to get right back into it rocketmoney.com slash besties wow one of our best commercial breaks that I've ever listened to Uh, I fully support everything that you just heard unless it was something I don't you know personally can't can't support uh let let's get into it because we've got a we've got a uh a jam-packed show russ Freshstick. now you've lied here on the sheet and you said you had a playstation 5 which that's not that's not that's one higher than it is yeah that'll be next month that that's coming out so unless you've got a uncle at sony i think you're lying it says right it says actually right here in the rundown russ it says kaz
1: and the boys have done it again so do you want (laughs) to go ahead and tell us what that means oh boy have
0: they uh yeah, so I have a PlayStation 5, which is the newest goes. one, the
1: follow-up to the PlayStation 4. Um <laughs> it's sad that you have to lay that out because like you think, oh, that's of course that's what it is. But meanwhile, fucking Xbox is over there doing God knows what. It's technically yeah, it's not even wild. the follow up
0: because there was the PlayStation 4 Pro. 4 Pro. Oh god. If we want to get technical. Um, but yeah, we we uh, I, I have one in my house. And it should be said, uh, I'm going to talk quite a bit about the PlayStation 5 in a second and you guys can ask me questions, but it should be said, uh, what I'm allowed to say at this very moment in time is weirdly limited um, because of embargo limitations. So if I uh, blanch at certain questions, that is why. Um, But I can uh, talk about the actual physical box to start off with if we want to do that. Chris, do you do you also have one?
1: Are you just no. an expert? No, okay. no, you
0: think I'm a real big saw, shot
3: who gets the things I he just, wants? I, no, I,
1: this this may not be appropriate for the show, but I saw on uh, various social medias that like there are folks that have PlayStation fives that like I would not have expected to have PlayStation. What are you trying <laughs> to say, <laughs> Griffin? Like, no, 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 not you. Like at, <laughs> like people who have not been in the industry for a bit. Like, like, here's my PlayStation Five. It's like, whoa, okay, wow. I, I thought they would have, you know, fucking only Kaz Harai shows up at your house with this handcuffed to him. Like, I figured that that's where we were at. Kaz Harai does not work at Sony anymore, does he?
2: Uh, I don't
1: think so. But
2: I thought well, I think he's at Sony, but I think he's high yeah, up. Yeah, he's right? higher
1: up. He's higher
0: up. He runs the whole. So he's not the. He would be a briefcase,
1: though. briefcase handcuff man. Y'all,
0: this is very important. This thing is fucking enormous. Eenor, I, I, photos cannot do it justice at how big the actual box is. Um, and it's not a box; it's like a wavy, an ovaloid, ovaloid inverted ice cream sandwich.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, it uh, it towers above everything on my console. It is like two times the size of a normal router standing up vertically,
1: compared to the uh, the the PlayStation Four size. How, how big is it in comparison? Yeah,
0: I would say if they were both horizontal, which I'll talk about in a second, if they were both horizontal, it's probably like a third wider and two times as thick.
2: Holy fuck.
0: Yeah. Jeez, really?
2: Do you have it? Can you just show us?
0: Uh, it's not, I mean, it's...
2: Just go unplug it and bring it here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I can't believe you have a PlayStation 5 and you won't show us. It's it's Now I'm starting to get, honestly very suspicious oh you don't think i have one <laughs> i'm sure you don't <laughs>
0: i mean this I've,
2: entire thing is suspect i've given you all the information I mean, sus it's not like, like I could, among us parlance no, like sus this sus, sus
0: fresh stick sus fresh stick sus sus stick i should really mention that like if you're expecting this to fit into your um current media setup your table maybe you got a nice i don't know thing from ikea or west elm with like nice wood paneling and it's like really fits into your living room ties the room together do not expect this to fit into that or anywhere near the design scheme of that because it will absolutely not it will stand out intentionally i think like a giant fucking playstation 5. it is uh it is very
2: extreme looking uh i think is it the biggest console like mainstream console in in Living a memory.
0: I think it is. It's got to be, right? Because the original
2: PS3 was
1: fucking huge. Right. That would have been the
0: competitor. I think this is definitely longer than the original PS3. It might not be as wide in the middle part, but a lot of that had to do with the awesome Spider-Man font. So it's hard to say.
2: Can we agree that in the if if the size is in service of keeping it cool and quiet, mm, we're, we feel it. okay about it, right? Get get large with it. We'll figure yeah, that part here, out. Yeah, here's what I would say about the size.
0: I would actually be totally fine with the size if it was not if, if it didn't commit so hard in terms of the like design aesthetic. Like if it wasn't this like wavy, wild looking, you know, Frank Geary thing, as someone said on Twitter. That's what it looks like. And to have something that large that is also making such an extreme statement is, like, a lot to ask. I'd much prefer if it was just a fucking rectangle that was large, I'd be better with it. Because I could just... I want... What What do you
2: want, Justin? I'm, to... I'm actually not embarrassed to be a gamer, so Oh yeah, <laughs> I fair. feel the same way. Fair. Uh, have you started... At, what about sound? Sound and heat. Have you started ripping up any polygons okay, so the So it?
0: the other issue I should mention, and I'm not a really... I think I can say this part. Uh, there there are very few games that I actually have that are designed for the PlayStation 5. Um
2: uh, you know, I could, Did you ma- I saw you, your Skype cut out when you said that I actually have and it sounded just like there are very few games <laughs> for the PlayStation 5. Fair. That's more than none though. That is so. more than none. The only games that I've played right now
0: are Spider-Man and Astro Bot which comes as a pack in um and those are the only like PlayStation games uh i know welcome
2: back pack-in games though how exciting right yeah that makes me nostalgic a little bit yeah
0: i gotta be real i said this in the polygon article but i'm gonna reiterate it i think this is the best pack-in game since wii sports i do not know
1: what other pack-in games have come since wii sports but <laughs> i think sunset overdrive i believe came was was a pack-in with the xbox one for a long time wasn't it uh, yeah but not so, at launch i'm talking back about back. like launch pack-in games because yeah. obviously they do like special bundles. I've heard really good things about AstroBot. Yeah, AstroBot is, like... is
0: fucking dope. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the VR game that this team made. Sure. Uh, very yeah. few people played it because it was on PlayStation
1: VR. I think we talked about it. Yeah, I think uh, we did last Wait, year. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Sounds like know. us.
0: And it was a great platforming game. Uh, s- this game controls exactly the same way. It's a platform, 3D platforming game in the style of like Mario Odyssey. Um, but what's cool about it is that it fully integrates the dual sense into the gameplay. So you really get to try out all of the features of the new controller within the game. And the fact that it's not like couched in like bullshit mini-games, like like with the PlayStation 4. They had the playroom, and it was like, oh, yeah. there's like a dumb shoot targets minigame and stuff like that. This is like a legit actual platformer. It's got a platinum trophy for people get excited about that, but it is like You know, probably three to four hour like worth of gameplay in there, which is pretty decent for a packing game. Hmm. Um, And um, it's really pretty spectacular, which is kind of a good segue to talk about the controller, which I actually think is something that we haven't spent a lot of time talking about and is the biggest differentiator between the two consoles that I know of right now.
2: Now I got to say I uh, where's everybody at real quick just round the horn before he spills the beans on this Xbox versus uh, uh PlayStation 5 cuz I currently I have the elite the and I think that is the best controller I've ever used but uh I I really still love the DualShock 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DualShock 4 is a
1: great controller but I don't know. There's something about the this is my machine like the elite the elite sort of elicits this feeling of like this is there are many controllers this one is, but this one is mine. Like, because of the way that you can tune it and, like, tune the sticks and the triggers and the back paddles, like, I am a... It's not a fair comparison, though. I mean, we're talking yeah, about the base pack-in. That's fair. Plant. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I, I prefer the Elite as, like, my main controller. I I know what Fresh is going to tell us about the PS5, so I don't want to spoil that. Maybe the gimmicks are very cool, but I, I have long been a fan of the Xbox controller over the DualShock. The DualShock, I don't know. Something about the angles and everything... It does not work for me. But this looks very different than the DualShock. So who knows? Christmas
1: is the duke with his big paws. He wants <laughs> yeah. that duke back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's
0: what I'm going to start off by saying this. Unquestionably better than the DualShock 4. Like, and, ah. I, and I'm and i not even talking about the features. I'm just talking about the design of it. I like much more than the DualShock 4. Uh, part of that has to do with, and you could kind of look at a photo and get a sense of this, but I didn't really know until I picked it up. The the handles of the controller are skinnier, like markedly skinnier than the DualShock 4, which actually makes it a lot more comfortable for me to hold and gives me more of like I feel like I have more of a handle on it, literally. Um, And that makes a pretty major difference in terms of comfort. I feel like it's something that I could hold a lot longer than the DualShock 4 and not like feel strain or anything like that. So that's not really like a special feature. That's just like a design thing, uh, which I think they really nailed. Um, the sticks are basically
1: the same. I didn't notice. I had slippery sticks with the PlayStation 4. I get special therapeutic dry caps from the slippery sticks. You got to. I, my biggest issue with the PlayStation 4 controllers, I've gone through the rubber on the sticks is so shitty maybe it's just on the older controllers but like i've had to re- replace the sticks on two different mm. dualshock 4 I've controllers i've actually
2: had a really bad failure rate with playstation 4 controller like dualshock 4 is like button sticking and yeah i have one that stopped that charging from, yeah it's, it's yeah a lot of it from know. is from trucking them across the room during dark souls games. yeah don't do that <laughs>
1: um
0: i yeah the sticks seem essentially the same i can't speak to whether they get all slimy and gross but uh effectively they feel pretty much the same the, the where things differentiate and, and will differentiate pretty majorly from um, the Xbox controller, although I haven't used it yet, the new one. Um, a few things. So So one and probably the most noteworthy thing is the resistance triggers. Uh, I think they call them adaptive triggers in the game. And the idea is basically uh, that you will feel pushback when you're pulling a trigger if you're doing something that like takes effort. The the most obvious example of this in um, AstroBot is there's a moment where you like jump into like a spring suit and your legs turn into like a giant like slinky like spring, and to do jumps you have to hold down the triggers and every little millimeter of the trigger that you pull down you can feel that pressure of the string getting pushed in. Ordinarily, if you're not doing that, you don't feel it at all. But if you're in a moment where it's relevant. It, it like adds this level of tension while that's happening. You can also hear in the speaker of the controller, which is definitely like a better speaker than was in the DualShock controller. You can hear like the spring pressing down and that illusion. I was not expecting to dig as much as I do. And I think it actually is like incredibly, incredibly cool in ways that it's difficult to kind of convey. I don't know if you guys can sort of like understand why it is good. Does it like make sense?
1: Yeah, sure. Of course.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. It I think it adds a level, a level of immersion. It'll be interesting to see whether that's something that um, other companies like bother to put into their games, like third party games. Absolutely not. Yeah. I kind of am very suspicious of that. It it obviously depends on the level of effort, but I do imagine like, for example, Horizon Zero Dawn, probably when you pull the bow or something like that, I would imagine that sort of functionality to uh, appear. If you find it annoying you can turn it off but I found it to be like really really cool.
1: You just brought something to mind which was uh whenever third party companies would make use of the DualShock 4s like touchpad stuff it was yeah. it was almost never good in my mind like it was almost never like a thing where it was like okay well you touch touch the touchpad to open up the map and then you navigate it by moving your finger across the touchpad. And yeah. it felt like shit a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, there's a, there's a I would say worrying precedent of companies like, oh yeah, we'll use Sony's exciting new technology, but not really think about whether or not it will be good or not.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I, I think it'll be hard to uh, hard to imagine a lot of companies spending a ton of time on this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think you can, again, unquestionably expect it to see in first-party stuff, and and they do have a lot of first-party titles, so that's, not, you know, kind of cool. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about real quick on the controller is haptics. Um, the They obviously improve the vibration to be, like, much more specific to the events that's going on on screen. I think it's a lot closer to, like, how the Switch does vibration, that, like, 3D vibration stuff that a lot of first-party Nintendo games have. Um, and e- maybe even more specific because you have that plus the speaker and the controller that again really sells this idea that you're like things are going on within the controller. Uh, again, I haven't used the Xbox controller, but just in reading the spec sheet on the new Xbox controller, while it does have improved vibration, it doesn't sound like there's quite as many bells and whistles on that front. Um, mm. So I don't know. I found it
1: really fucking cool. Uh, Can we. Ask certain questions. Yeah, ask whatever you and, want. And, and it'll be like a fun game to, to see if you can legally <laughs> answer it. Uh, I saw on social media that the PS5 has a physical clicky eject button. Can you confirm or deny the the... Sony has not made a console with, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but they have not made a console with like a good eject button since like the original PlayStation 2. Yeah. All the rest are like, even on my PS4, like I have the PS4 Pro and when I press the eject button, it's like, I think it, I think it's coming out. I think something's in there that's going to come out.
2: I don't know. You want to like press the button and spring load it. It like shoots halfway
1: across the (laughs) room. Yeah, yeah, I mean, nothing's going to beat the PlayStation 1 where you press the eject button and a giant maw opens up and is like, you can now (laughs) receive Tomba. So I, I should mention- Done
2: watching this Beekman's World DVD? Let me blaze it across the room for you. I should
0: mention I have not used the eject button even once because I haven't put a disc in there, but I can at this very, very moment. If you want me to, I will run and try it.
1: Yeah, Russ, go press oh, the yeah, click go, button. Yeah. Make <laughs> lots of noises
2: with your mouth yeah, about make, it's a PlayStation 5. Just be like, oh, yeah. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, baby. It's coming out.
1: <laughs> disc has been ejected. What disc do you guys think he's going to put in? What disc do you think he's going to put in? Because I think the games he has for it is are digital.
2: I just saw. Was oh my gosh! Alex a a phantom
3: just walked past whatever closet he record's in.
2: Probably a. He's probably going to put in a Symphony of the Night disc so you can hear ah. that funny <laughs> hidden track. I can't believe there's ghosts at Russ's house. You I can't. can't I've never tot-
3: seen his wife do, run, when recording this
2: show, ever. <laughs> except for now. right now. If I except was a, right, this exact second, are
1: you telling me that Russ is not one of the more hauntable people that you know? Oh, oh without dude. a doubt.
2: Nothing would. No. If he's not busy being turned into the incredible Mister Limpet, <laughs> he is being haunted by increasingly <laughs> spooky ghosts. <laughs> I would give anything to watch Russ be haunted. Yeah. I, I, it has to be like uh, <laughs> like
3: a, a a bodega owner who never gives him the bagel that he wants. Oh, here comes here comes the verdict. I'm back. Yes.
0: What's the What's the good word? Okay. So first of all, it was surprisingly difficult to find a disc because I haven't used a video game disc <laughs> in a very long okay. time. What <laughs> um, did you end out. up
1: putting in? We had bets.
0: Yeah. So I put I found um, Shadow of the Colossus the PS4 remake, and okay. that's what I put in. So I can confirm in terms of eject, un-eject, I guess install, uh, basically the same as the PS4, just the experience of putting the disc and it coming out. Um, The button itself, I can confirm, quite clicky. Yes. okay. Good hand feel. Good hand feel. I should also mention it is once again difficult to remember which is the eject and which is the power button. Not great. They are both next to each other. One is slightly smaller than the other one, but they are not labeled, so good luck. Um, Does it play PS4 discs? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) For
2: fuck's sake. You could have stood there for 10 more seconds to figure that out. I was
0: focused on the eject button. I think they do, maybe. I'm not sure, actually.
3: (laughs) You keep just saying the same thing and then adding maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any other questions? No,
3: I well, I think we're gonna oh. have to talk again once, like yeah. once you know you're just let once loose. you have it, we get the real Jesus Russ Christ. Fresh Dick. Uh, it,
1: yeah. It's it's, it is dawning on me uh-huh. that 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 thing we're talking about is in two weeks. Yeah, that is fucking bananas. It's bananas. It's crazy that the place it, right the thirteenth is that when it drops? Uh, the twelfth, I think the twelfth. That isn't. That is in two weeks and one day from when we are recording
2: this. That's nope. that is yep. At, yep. that is profoundly buck wild to me. I'm either gonna be very excited to play it or not able to work up a lot of excitement to play it for some reason. I, or I'm gonna
0: set a prediction time. You ready? I think yeah. all okay. of you are gonna come in and be like, "Asherbot fucking rocks." I think that's gonna happen.
2: I think it's, or I'll just be moaning, <laughs> uh, lying on the floor. <laughs> It's one of the two things will be happening at that to me in that point of my life. Probably more likely, uh, none of our consoles are actually going
1: to arrive on time.
2: That seems. I, cool. I'm still yeah. like
1: 90 percent sure Amazon's yeah. not going to get that that
2: bad boy to me in any yeah. sort of reasonable time frame. Um, let's take a break. We're going to talk about uh, some more video games because what else would we do? Honestly, let's let's. We'll be right back. To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com/slash besties. That's Mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
0: This episode of the Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. Highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply.
1: We're doing things a bit backwards this week. With, I mean, we're doing a lot of things strangely this week because we were. Uh, I think last episode we announced we were going to talk about Little Hope, the new Dark Dark Pictures game. Uh, but that uh, we got the release date, I guess, on that wrong because it's not out until tomorrow uh,
2: or two days from There's now, rather. Little other. hope of us getting an episode together. Yes,
1: quickly. but we uh, Chris swooped in like a like a masked avenger uh, and suggested a uh, frankly, and this is me saying this, really wild. Visual novel, real-time strategy game. It's the best. Did you play it, Griff? It I seemed did. Like it would be up your alley. It is. Uh, it is a bit up my alley. I'll let I'll let Chris talk about it because I feel like Chris yes, is the, Chris the most Walkerson. outspoken okay. champion. Okay. So this game. here's
3: here's the only thing that long-time listeners need to know. This is my near automata of 2020. Oh God. By far. So for better and worse, that's what you need to know. Uh, the game is 13 Sentinels. Is it pronounced Aegis Rim? That's how you pronounce that. I think sure. it's
1: actually Regis's Rim. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's about Regis. It's about a uh-huh. futuristic, well, a time traveling sort of Regis film. <laughs> sure. in. It could be. And his. Name. And mm-hmm. I guess his
2: Rim? Uh huh. Okay, moving. Can we just. <laughs> Let's just not keep, keep going?
3: going. Okay, so it's a uh, very Evangelion anime. It's uh, made by Vanillaware, the people who made Odin's Sphere and Dragon's Crown. And the game is about a group of high school teenagers oh boy. who pilot mechs and they have to get nude when they do it and yep. then they fight uh alien machines in Japan also it's built around time travel so the story without sp- I'm going to only talk about things that happened in the prologue and a little bit little bit past that uh takes place all the way back as World War II and all the way forward as pretty distant future with i would say 1985 being the kind of like centerpiece timeline of all this okay so there are actually three games in this
1: oh my god and, it's,
3: and the game is actually broken up that way after you do the prologue there's one game which is the visual novel okay there's another well, vi- game
1: that's not entire.
3: i said visual novel earlier it's no not, i know i know we're gonna, the, we're gonna explain the, each of them okay, I guess, okay i'm just trying to lay down the foundation there's okay a, the visual novel there is the RTS, and then there is Analysis, which is just a giant-ass timeline of all the cutscenes that you accumulate over the time. Because you're going to need to be able to go to that, that timeline every now and then to be like, hey, what the hell is going on?
1: Here? Very uh, zero, the, the latter two zero escape games, if, if you need the uh, Virtue's Last Reward and uh, I forget the name of the third, where it, it, you, you, you need a timeline the, the timeline is gamified in a way like you need it to understand what the fuck is going on yeah. in, this, in this game. So
3: we'll we'll get to the RTS at, at the end of this because it, it's we can talk through it in like two seconds. But I want to focus on the visual novel. I don't like visual novels. I also don't like uh, RTS games. I love this game. Um, Griffin, can you walk through how this compares
1: to other visual novels and why it might sure. interest I, people I, like me? I mentioned uh, Zero Escape, and, and that's, like, an example of, I think, a, a, a visual novel with, like, some puzzle solve stuff in it. If you need a more, like, uh, Stein's Gate is, I think, the go-to, like, probably most popular visual novel. Or like, this with, is not- like Dream Daddy. Phoenix Wright be a... Dream Daddy. F-
2: yeah, I mean, Phoenix Wright. I, 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 something like Stein's Phoenix Gate. Phoenix Wright's more of an adventure. It's more interactive. Right. Like, Stein's Gate I is visual a... visual novel, I think, like reading
1: yeah basically you could say the same about like Danganronpa like Danganronpa has like these courtroom scenes and then you read but like Steins Gate is just a book with pictures uh this this I would say that the story in this game for sure has the tone of a visual novel and some of the storytelling conceits of a visual novel but you are a character uh in sort of Vanillaware's uh, iconic kind of uh, lovingly illustrated 2D art style that can like walk around scenes and talk to people. You will get certain code words or keywords uh, in, throughout those those scenes that you can then uh, like ruminate on yourself or use yeah. as topics of conversation with it's other people. It's similar
3: to a point and click adventure.
1: Like, it's like, it's like
3: Monkey Island type of thing. Like, you're walking around the space and you're collecting information and, and Griffin mentioned ruminating. You have a, a word cloud in your head. So you'll like learn like a thing and somebody will mention some word and it will be like hamburger. And then if you'll like click a menu and it'll be a word cloud of all these words that you've learned. And then hamburger will be one of them. And then you can ruminate on hamburger or you can take the word hamburger to somebody else and be like, what do you think about hamburger? And this is hamburger, hamburger is a, a pivotal word in this game and That's each easy. of
1: each of the 13 characters also their story is broken up over a series of chapters um that are told non-sequentially and you can hop between the characters at will hence the analysis timeline part of the things but you you can learn a keyword in like the first scene and then a dozen hours down the road be like by the way hamburger like it's <laughs> it stays it it's stays wild. in your, the, your cloud
3: the it's like hard to to picture. So I was trying to think of like a really simple grounded comparison. And like what comes to mind actually isn't all these anime shows. It's Lost. Um it's like the the, literally the story structure of Lost across all of its seasons, which is there's this main group storyline that everybody is a part of, right? Like on Lost, they're all on the island together and like how are they gonna get off the island? And that is the kind of like mech battle through line of the game sure but then yeah. also on lost there's all these time jumping individual stories where it's like okay now we're gonna learn about jack in the past or in the future okay. and in this game it's the exact same way so you'll pick one of the 13 characters and you'll get an episode of their life and that episode could be in the past it could be in the future it could star some characters who are you know, from other parts of the game. And what's amazing about it is like Griffin said, you can do it in any order. So I, uh, right away, I was like, I really want to know everything about the world war II character. And pretty much instantly that story went in some very unexpected places and featured some other characters that I thought had nothing to do with him. And I was like, okay, now I have to know what their deal is. So then I would load uh, a character who is this, she's kind of like a detective. Mm. Um, And I started her story. And then instantly on that, like other people got involved and I needed to go learn more about them. And it has this thing where no matter where you hop in, it's constantly piquing your curiosity of, well, this really makes sense. But for me to get the whole picture, I, I need to know what that one person with that one line, what their backstory is.
0: So it basically would be like if you're playing um, uh, uh, Undertale and then Sans shows up and you're like, I just want to know more about Sans. And then you go
1: into Sans's like world. You have picked a really strange example to compare that to, but yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other wild thing about this, because it is just one of those games
3: that like layers upon layers each of the stories is kind of playing with its own genre fiction. So one story borrows really heavily from E.T. and one is like Mm -hmm. kind of influenced by Looper and one is influenced by Groundhog's Day. And there's that detective story that I mentioned. And on top of these all just being like fun, compelling gimmicks, the actual story of the game is about how the fiction that we consume influences our memories and our dreams and how like, our memory can kind of blur with the things that we use to entertain ourselves.
0: Oh, no. It's It's making me think things.
3: So good. It shouldn't work. Like every ounce of it, I'm like, this is too much. I should not be clicking with this so much, but it just works. Can I I ask, so
0: like in the actual stories, because this like actually has my interest peak quite a bit. So while you're learning these backstories, do you have any control of like A, how they play out or B, what you're like...
3: Y- yeah. Or so there's branches. Like a lot of text. The, 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 and this is where Griffin can answer, speak more to this. Cause again, I'm not super familiar with this because I bounce off visual novels so quickly. But you, the choices you make will branch out in different directions. And then you can go back and experience other branches. Oh, so okay. you're, you're motivated still to go and see like every branch of the sure. story. But yeah, that it, whether you stay in, the, if you, if you decide not to leave class and then you stay in class, and then you listen in on uh, these uh, three kids gossiping. That is one branch. Or you could stay in class and just stay hanging out with your friend and not, not listen in on gossip. That is a branch. Or you could leave class and go uh, downstairs to the courtyard, and like that would start a different branch. Um,
1: and that's just all with one character. This is, a, this is explicitly uh, what the Zero Escape games do. And Chris, if you haven't played them, I would highly recommend you okay. check them out, because if not this intended. is your shit... If this is your shit, then those games are going to be your shit. Because in the same way that you make a decision and it branches off and creates a new stem on this like timeline flow I still chart, I get
2: excited thinking about the Nonary game. They're fucking I, if, great. I, They're I'll, really. If really, I hear good. somebody talk about the Nonary game, even now, years after I've played them, like I still am like, oh yeah, let's so, fucking play the Nonary game. Let's go. The the only thing though that I'm not as interested in the actual like Excel
3: spreadsheetiness of the game. I, I'm more into one the story it's telling, but two to go very quickly on the rts the rts is takes place
2: wait don't go to the rts yet i gotta talk about the visual novel real quick i gotta get in here i got probably like i don't know five or six hours of this game and i i kind of dig it i have two giganto problems one giganto one may not be as one i do not understand why they have so many characters and they're introducing them to you at such an accelerated clip it is baffling to me that all of their character designs have to be so similar. It is, you are sometimes looking at a screen of four different dudes <laughs> that have the exact same anime haircut and it's black and white and I have no idea who any of these fools are. It doesn't help that, of course, I'm not a native Japanese speaker so it's harder for me to remember their names but also they all look like the same members of a boy band and, I, and it's so bad. A couple stand out. Like, gla- thank fuck for Glasses Guy. There's Glasses at Guy. Least there's Blondman. Like, uh, is yeah. helpful. Yeah, hmm There's the nurse, uh, who has comically oversized breasts. I can keep track of her pretty easily. Um, but I don't know why all the heritors have to look the same. So, it is a absolutely wild. So,
3: choice. I, I, this is me encouraging you to push through, even though I am a firm believer of like if you hit a barrier, you it, it is the game's fault, not the players. No, just they should have done it differently. Well, different. well no, not... so. Once you get past the prologue, is about three hours, and then you get into the part where you can start picking your own characters, right? And the deeper that, you yeah. go into that, the more it differentiates the characters by a lot. Um, I, I think okay. I, I and this is pretty forgiving, so maybe I'm wrong here. I think there's a certain level of intentionality there, where it's all these kids are very generic, and then what happens to them warps them into very different looking characters. But I, I agree, especially the men
2: look pretty similar. If I could ask you about one other thing that sort of I I encountered in the prologue and I and I I don't want to put you in a position where you have to like pass judgment on this, but I am I was cautious about it. There is a character, and I'm trying to be speak very literally because it's not handled in a very explicit way in the parts of the game that I've played, but there is a character who was as near as we can tell a signed male at birth who has lived some part of their life as a woman. And I will say that the part that I played, I don't have a lot of confidence that that's going to be dealt with in a particularly thoughtful manner. There have been uh, games that have tried to address uh, trans people that have not handled it particularly well. So I, I am uh cautious uh so uh
3: yes i had the exact same uh pit in my stomach when i saw that at the beginning of the game and concerns i have not finished the game and i don't know where that story goes in fact that story is not brought back up for at least the first third of it but this is tricky because i i I, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna put a, a, a spoiler here for 30 seconds, because I do think it's important for people, if, if this is a concern for them, to know what the game is doing so they can decide whether or not they want to play it. So right now, starting in, uh, and when I say go, I'm going to do 30 seconds of spoilers and you can skip ahead if you want. Okay, go. So the th- the game actually takes place on multiple timelines and uh, people have different bodies as far as I can tell. Like a character who is a teenage girl in one is the mother Mm. of a friend in another. And I think that that character might have been just a different person. Like might have been a man or a woman in one timeline and then a man or a woman in a different timeline. So it's not actually the same person. It's a identity from... a a different timeline i think i suspect that's what's happening but again i haven't i haven't finished it yet but i think
1: that is what's happening based off of other characters can we talk about the rts real quick yes Uh, it's it's very strange because it is presented on a map you do not actually really see the big robots or kaiju that are fighting you control uh what is it up to Six, I think. Up uh, six, but you don't time. have to use all six,
3: which is a thing took right. too long to discover.
1: It's a sort of tower defense style thing where you are trying to protect this conduit in the middle of this, uh, in the middle of of Japan, in the middle of this city. And uh, you have to defend it for a certain amount of time until it can basically lock itself down. And you do so by controlling these mechs. You can move them around streets, like on a grid in this city, to fend off the kaiju as they encroach down down this grid. But you can fire and attack anywhere, which took me a while to figure out. Like I felt guilty just carpet bombing uh, this city block with a bunch of monsters on it. But then I realized like there's virtually no penalty that I can tell for doing that? Not at the beginning, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and you, it, there is some complexity, you, you can level up the the mechs and get like sort of passive bonuses for them and for the conduit, and there's there's different types of kaiju that have to be countered with different types of mechs. Um, but it's all presented in this very like Geometry Wars style like heads display. Is the, is, yeah, that's the perfect rolls, aesthetic touch. I love it um, so much. Yeah, but it's not what you like. VanillaWare is known for their like really really beautiful games. Like all their games, depending regardless of how you feel about their art style, like and and the way that they they draw their characters, uh, as, as Justin mentioned earlier, like. They are really good at making very pretty looking games and this is like a fucking wild primitive geometric like thing yeah one one of our listeners
3: uh derisively and i think fairly <laughs> compared it to uh a light bright where you are playing as the little <laughs> lights on on the light bright which is what it looks like like a light bright overlaid on a google map
1: um, it did very it did very it, the rts segments don't do it for i don't like rts and i i i do just did not... I was looking... I blew through them as fast as I could, as, like, inelegantly as I could to get back to the story. Have you gotten to the point where you
3: can choose to play RTS? No. Okay, so once you get past the prologue, it, it will just let you choose all story or RTS or, or those things. And it... It's better. It's it gets better. way it better. better and point. you can okay, start doing yeah. upgrades and the strategy gets, like, so much more enjoyable. Once you get into EMP stuff... Okay, and I, did, I, and I can do a groove
2: with it, right? It's be, it's very weird the back and forth, but like the way it sort of like you can get into a groove where you're like playing a bunch of the RTS at once, and I think you can yeah, it feels better. Okay, than I did, I did, I did get forth. to that
1: point, but I figured it was just the RTS shit was going to drop on me like a bomb at some point, and I would oh, have no. to you know poop sock my way through all that stuff. No, the
3: the the other thing uh, is, I, it took me a while to appreciate this. The characters that you're not using for like the active fight surround this this portal that all the enemies are coming towards and they are ai controlled and just fire stuff off so you can load them up with weapons that favor that like i just like fill them with emps so the second anything gets near them they just fall from the sky
2: there's also other elements like you choose who to bring into a fight and they have brain, like basically like it strains them to use them in battle but if you keep a streak going without letting people rest then your the rewards increase so you're sort of incentivized yeah. to put with this there's a meta element of like who do i bring into this fight who who is tapped, yeah not? but
3: even beyond the mechanics the one thing that i do want to say about the rts that i love and about how it looks that i love is it looks so dehumanized it, it looks like a computer idea of what is happening like you are just a commander who is moving dots around and you're not thinking about like oh like you said griffin These are buildings with people living in it. And the more you play, the more you will get cut-ins from people after the fights, where they're like, wait, like, (laughs) this city's ruined. And, like, there was an evacuation scheduled five minutes ago. There's no way my parents got out of it. And this specific area of the map that I destroyed is the neighborhood my parents lived in. Like, what am I what's going on here? And a thing that I, I also really dig about the game as a whole, how it uses the the story and the RTS is it's talking about all of this violence without fetishizing the actual like action set pieces. Like Avengers, right? Like has the battle for New York, and you have all the cool, like glossy destruction of the city. And then afterwards they're like, but people died. But it sure was fun watching that, right? Yeah. Well, here, anytime you see the mechs in this game, it is just after it has ruined people's lives. You you right. do not actually see the mechs or the monsters
2: except they're gas they're gas they're and, like not
3: cool it's, and from they look the like human big,
2: pov big engines of murder. yeah it's
3: always from the ground level so I, I i think like it's very much a choice i get why people might not dig it but i think it serves the narrative in a way that i just think is amazing anyway that is what I wanted to say about this game. I think it is wonderful. I have no doubt that we will be talking about it uh at the end of the year because it will be near the top of my list. Um and and yeah, do we have uh we have some questions? I, I think we can keep it short. Do you just want to do yours, rush.
0: Yeah, we did a we did get a bunch of questions about the PS5, but unfortunately a lot of them I can't answer because of the embargo. But there is one that I can answer, which is specifically uh, from Blank Scientist asking me to paint us a word picture of how the dual sense feels. Um, every review out there says it's fantastic or unbelievable. Tell us why it's apparently so good. Uh, yeah, I hopefully in the beginning segment, I did a little bit of that, but just again to like re-highlight the, the resistance trigger thing. Imagine, and I haven't played a God of War game, obviously, because there's no new God of War game, but imagine there's a boulder in your controller And Kratos is pushing the boulder and you feel the boulder as you push on the trigger and the controller like vibrates and maybe you hear some like rocks crumbling in the controller itself. That is why it's so cool. It just like further... Uh, sort of enmeshes you in terms of what's going on on the screen itself. So can
1: I can I frame it in a different way? And sure. this is this is honestly, if I think about it, this is the big determining factor of like what I'm going to play in the next generation. Is uh is game games of service games. Uh specifically, I'm thinking about like Destiny Two. This this is a game that I come back to a lot and I play a lot, and it is a shooter. And over the past few generations, like I have favored different. You know, brands as as my games as service games. Like when back when I was like really into the Call of Duty games and playing those a lot. I played them on 360 because I thought the uh, six axis controller was dog shit for shooters. And but when PS4 came out, I used that uh, because I really liked the DualShock 4 controller. And I don't know, like I feel like it's going to come down to the controller for whether or not I play. You know, Destiny Two on on the Xbox Series X or on 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 PlayStation Five, or if I just stick, I've been playing it on my PC. It looks fucking yeah. great there too. Like I I feel like the controller is the big question mark for for me right now. Do you have any thoughts on like what what you are? I, again,
0: I will say I prefer the uh, Dual Sense to the Dual Shock Four uh, in terms of overall layout. I am still kind of back and forth on whether I prefer the du- Dual Sense over the Xbox. One st- standard controller, which is really, I love that controller too. Um, but I think it's, uh, I think everyone's going to really, really like the Dual Sense, and it will again make a big difference. It'll uh, hard to say how many of those features again will be supported by a game like uh, Destiny, but I think just overall feel it feels great.
1: It's not an arbitrary thing because like that has determined. I feel like this console generation is like what are people playing Fortnite on? What are people playing? You know, whatever games of service games. Uh, where are my friends playing it? Because sure. I want to play with them, and you know, crossplay has not been the the norm necessarily. Yeah, I do
0: think crossplay in this generation will become much, much, much more frequent and common. Uh, Assassins Creed already announced that like cross progression is in, um, which I don't think they've ever supported before. So I think you're going to see more and more
1: and, of that. And th- that's what worries me about the PlayStation Five is that Sony has a pretty fucking bad track record sure. for for sure. allowing crossplay on their stuff. Y'all, what else
0: are y'all playing? Um, I wanted to call out a game called Scourge Bringer, uh, which came out on PC a while back and was in, I think, early access or beta and then just got finally released um, as well as on Switch. It just came out on Switch. Um, So Scourge uh, Bringer is basically a 2D platforming um, screen-by-screen roguelike kind of in the nature of um, Binding of Isaac or even Hades to some extent um, where, you know, randomly generated uh levels and you're trying to survive the art style is like 2d pixel art um, it looks um, it looks looks a lot like celeste it looks a lot like celeste that's a that's a very good comparison and platforming is a big part of it um there's a lot of like dashing and wall jumps and stuff like that so those sort of celeste movement mechanics
2: reminds me kind of of like uh kunai or other like sort of hyperactive action platformers like that it's very fluid and and you know, your, your, the, uh, balletic.
0: Yeah. You will, uh, I think that's all very fair. Um, I really like the feel of it, but I did notice that I was like immediately outclassed. And I think, um, out- over time you unlock like permanent abilities that make the game a little bit easier, but actually what I took advantage of, which I almost never do were the accessibility features. Uh, and this game has a bunch of them, but some of the cooler ones, uh, relate to game speed where you can literally by te- you know, increments, decrease the game speed to the point where you can make like n- ninja-like or balletic um, jumps or dodges or reflects much easier just because, you know, maybe your reflexes aren't as good. Um, I'm speaking for myself. I
1: I, t- I turned it down to 80 and yeah. it was a whole different, like I, then I was like really having a lot more fun with it. Yeah, and it too. didn't feel like an outright cheat. It was like, I'm reducing the literal run speed of the game, including my character by 20%. And it feels, so I just
2: kind of bashed my head against it until I unlocked enough abilities to make it pleasant. Uh, I didn't know about the, the, the slowing it down. Uh, but now that I have juiced a lot of my abilities where, like, if I kill somebody with an air dash, I do a super long, super damaging air dash right mm-hmm. after that so I can, like, kind of chain together, like, just pinballing around the room, uh, murdering everybody. It's a good yeah, time. Yeah, cool. I
0: enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. That, that game is called
2: Scourge bringer. Next week we'll be talking about Watch Dogs Legion if it comes out before we record our next episode. <laughs> we'll also be we talking about Little that. Hope a little bit.
0: We promise. A we'll talk bit. a little bit. Promise. Promise.
2: Yes. and I had some fun playing uh, it this week. We did. Um, you can follow and uh, listen for free on Spotify and ask others to do the same. Besties.fan is the link that you want to share there. You can email us, mail at besties.fan. Uh, our Twitter account is at the Besties Pod. There's also a link there to uh, get under our mailing list so you can find out about all the latest and greatest in besties technology. Um, do we still have a shirt? There's a shirt, right? If you go to MaceroyMerch.com, you yeah, get a bestie shirt. shirt. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Treat yourself. Um, That is going to do it for us for this week. So uh, until next time, uh, be sure to join us again for the besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games? A Spotify original podcast in association with Fox Media.
3: The show is edited by Jelani Carter and produced by Ben Hosley.
2: And our theme song is by Ian Dorsch. Besties!